Welcome to God and Cancer Culture. It's my new book that's coming out September 7th, and the word is starting to get out. And I got an email from Shemaine Nugent asking me if she could interview me on her video podcast. I guess that's what it's called. It's actually on Facebook, and I was very glad to do it. So a week or so ago, we recorded it on video, and I asked her if I could put it on my Strang Report, which I did. So here is my Strang Report, which is her video podcast, which you can actually look at on Facebook. So stay tuned. I thought it was an interesting interview, and I really appreciate her reaching out and showing an interest in my book. Welcome to The Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Welcome back. My name is Shemaine. If you're here for the first time, I welcome you. I'm so glad that you're here. Joining me today is best-selling author of Trump Aftershock, God and Donald Trump, God, Trump, and the 2020 election, God and COVID-19, and his latest book that's coming out soon is God and Cancel Culture. Stephen Strang is the offer, is the founder and CEO of Charisma Media and voted by Time Magazine as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America. He has interviewed four U.S. presidents and has been featured on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, CBN, Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, and The Daily Caller, and so many other Christian outlets. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. It's an honor to have you here. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be asked to talk about this new book. By the way, I have to say that the first words in the new book is, this book is not about Donald Trump, which may surprise you since I wrote several books about Donald Trump. And of course, I'm a big supporter of his. But, you know, life goes on. And we have a very serious situation with cancel culture. And so that's why I wrote this new book. I'm glad you you brought that up. I want to jump right into this, Stephen. Why do you think so many Christian conservatives are being canceled? Well, it's where our culture is going. And really, they're trying to cancel Christianity. I make that point in the book. You know, ultimately, this is about good and evil. And in a way, it's been trying to cancel Christianity throughout the centuries. However, no one has been successful and they won't be successful now. But secularism, and there's different ways to call it, but let's call it secularism, um, can't, is kind of like anything goes, you know, you can be any gender you want, you can uh, abort babies if you want, you know, we could go right down the line, uh, you know, any kind of thing to make you feel good, whether it's alcohol or marijuana or whatever, it's sort of anything goes. And the only thing holding it back are people who believe biblical values, who think that there's something higher than just, if it feels good, do it. And, uh, you know, we we want to keep people from having abortions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, At one time, uh, Christians were able to outlaw drinking and it was very, very unpopular. Prohibition was actually repealed. And in some ways you can go back to that point. We've been losing ground ever since. You know, people consider a square old fashioned, uh nowadays they say racist and racist doesn't mean you're racist it means you disagree with them and it's like the lack 
the meanest thing they can call you because everybody wants to say, oh, no, I'm not a racist. You know, I'll do what I'll agree with you. I'll let you do whatever you say. They want to get us out of the public square. And this has yes. been happening for years. And, you know, we uh, I'm a book publisher and it's hard to get the secular outlets to carry a book on the Holy Spirit or communing with Jesus or all kinds of things. You know, now they will carry Christian books, but recently even some Christian books have been banned if they're not politically correct. So they're starting at the edges and they're eliminating people one by one when there's no big controversy. If they did it all on the same day, there would be a horrible outcry on the part of the American people, even people who aren't churchgoers who just think this is wrong. But it's like, you know, after a while you hear about this person and that person being canceled, you know, you can't get outraged on everyone, but it's happening. Most recently it was happening for the Jerusalem prayer team. Mike Evans, who founded that, is mainly on Facebook. In fact, I think it's only on Facebook. They encourage people to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Well, there are people who don't like Israel. And with this flare up, this war that happened in the last few weeks, uh, there were all these, uh, you know, I don't know exactly who they are, but we can assume that they were Arabs and Muslims and people who hate Israel because they certainly said a lot of hateful things on Facebook and Facebook took down the website. And it wasn't like uh, these people were inciting any violence. They weren't even criticizing people that were not pro-Israel like they are. You know, they're, they're Christians who believe the simple scripture that God blesses those who's, who bless Israel, who believe, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, I could talk about that a lot, but they canceled them. And there was almost no outcry from the Christian community. There were a few of the Jewish people actually that came to their aid. This is only one example of many. And the simple fact is sooner or later, it will happen to everyone. And even a worse problem, and I talk about this in God Who Cancel Culture, is the self-cancellation that comes because you hear that, well, somebody got in trouble for saying this. I better, oh, you know, I don't know if I say this, they're gonna come after me too. That's worse if we start canceling ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like witnessing for Jesus. Most of us who are believers in Jesus believe that we need to share our faith. Well, you hear stories about how someone got really upset and made a big deal because somebody witnessed to him on an airplane or, or whatever. And yeah. you think, boy, if I do that, someone's going to make a big deal. It's going to be a scene. I'll embarrass myself. And so you just don't do it. And the other side is trying to get us to be quiet. They don't want biblical values in the culture. And frankly, there's a lot of people who, you know, I don't want to be judgmental, but, you know, they don't go to church very often. And, you know, they don't necessarily, uh, they're not, let me put it, uh, let me use a church term. They're not on fire for the Lord, but they believe in traditional values. There's, they believe there should be a father and a mother, not a birthing person etc and they and the other side is trying to get all this out they're trying to eliminate our history even pulling down the statues of yeah. people that weren't perfect for some reason so we should pull down their statues actually this is what communists do i have a whole chapter that this is not cancel culture this is communism and in america we don't even want to admit this i mean it's almost unthinkable but you know they use nice terms like socialism or maybe democratic socialism but really, the end result is communism, and communists have always canceled Christianity. It's, it's atheistic. 
in yeah. some countries more than others. But in some countries like Albania, thank God that's changed in the last few decades, they almost eliminated all churches completely. In Russia, I've been there, they had a little tiny bit of freedom, but it wasn't much. In China, they tried to shut down uh, Christianity. There's been a revival in spite of it. And really, as a Christian, and I'm talking, and I assume I'm talking mainly to Christians, we need a revival for people's hearts to be changed. It's not going to really happen with politics, but with politics, we have rights. We have constitutional rights for freedom of religion and so forth. And we've got. But we lost. We lost that. We, well, we lost the First Amendment. Um, we're they're going after the Second Amendment. So they're they're chipping away at all of our freedoms slowly. I agree that they're chipping away. I disagree that we've lost it. We've lost some ground. We've lost and some ground. Before it was, it was any, listen, freedom of, of religion in America, whether you're a Buddhist, a Hindu, you know, they have some, some uh, beliefs that are, shall I say, rather bizarre, but we respect the right. Same thing with Mormons. Jehovah Witnesses refuse to salute the flag they're allowed to do that you know it's freedom of religion there are some of the amish that are pacifists they refuse to serve in the army we make provisions for those kinds of people and uh we have the opportunity to, to proclaim the gospel to say jesus is the only way there are some people that say we shouldn't do that because it's hate speech it's really scary and, really and covid played into this now covid was a that's a whole different story and as you mentioned i actually wrote a book about it you know it was a virus from china why in the world why isn't the world holding china accountable for this horrible thing but china has seen that they can release a virus now we don't know if it was on purpose or by accident but they've seen that a virus will bring the world to its knees so what is the next virus i mean they gave us sars they gave us swine flu, and now they've given us COVID-19. What's next? Isn't it interesting that all of them came from China? Never India, Indonesia, South America, Africa, you know, always from China. And I'm, I'm concerned about it. But in COVID, what happened was we shut everything down, trying to stop the spread. Remember, that's what our leaders said, stop the spread. And some of the state governors found how passively the Christians went along with it. Listen, our constitutional rights of freedom of religion don't go away because there's a crisis. And there are sometimes extenuating circumstances. I live down here in Florida where we have hurricanes with some regularity. And when a hurricane happens on the weekend, everything is shut down. People are not allowed to be on the streets. And that includes the police and Walmart and the grocery stores are all shut down. It isn't like churches are singled out, but in California and some other places, the grocery stores were open, Walmart was open, Costco was open, the liquor stores were open, the marijuana dispensaries were open, and churches were closed. And it was draconian. And yes. they saw how passive most Christians went along with it. Thank God there were a brave few who stood up the government officials and thank God that the courts have ruled in their favor. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom and the state of California is having to pay $1.2 million in attorney's fees for these churches that won, that had to defend themselves. I mean, I can go on and on. And I, I actually, in my book, God in Cancel Culture, I deal with these different things as chapters. And my purpose is to try to wake up 
the church because it's only, you know, we still have rights. We have at least, we have at least 30% of the population are pretty serious Christians and a whole nother segment are friendly to Christians and they were kind of raised that way. And then we have a whole segment of the liberal population that at least believe in basic rights, but you've got a radical fringe. They're loud. They do protests. They, some of them throw fire bombs. Yeah. You know, they are so much very, for, very radical. So much for a peaceful protest. It wasn't You're very right. much. And, yeah. uh, and in California, some of the pastors that, that spoke up, uh, you know, I could, uh, Greg Farrington, right outside Sacramento is one. Uh, John MacArthur in uh, Southern California was another. They went along with this until they saw that the protesters didn't necessarily have masks. They did not social distance. And the governor was actually, uh, you know, encouraging them to stand up for their constitutional rights and was shutting down churches. Churches yeah. were shut down. They couldn't even have a group in their home. And if and when they opened it up and like 10 people could go, they couldn't sing or chant. Now in my church, we sing, that's how we worship. In some churches, they chant, I guess, you know, but you couldn't even do that because apparently a little bit of a spittle comes out of your mouth. And of course, everyone's gonna get COVID and die. I right. actually had a very mild case of COVID. I've been sicker with the common flu. I got mine on an airplane in spite of the fact that I wore a mask like they asked me to. Mm -hmm. Listen, I survived. I realize some people don't survive, but people die of the flu. People yeah. die of car wrecks. We don't get upset about the flu and we don't, we don't uh, make everyone park their cars so no one's killed in a car wreck. There well, are some normal risks that we take. We've lost, what happened to the flu? The, the regular flu. Interesting. Yeah, now I no, haven't we, we checked the statistic then. as we a journalist, it, right? I know I should. I think that everyone that would have had the flu, they now call it COVID. The hospitals got $38,000 for every COVID death. So there are stories of that somebody died of something else and they called it COVID. Mm -hmm. And how are they going to check on all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, and we know that we know that there was something else behind this. I called this the Great Awakening. So many other people call it the Great Awakening too. And I believe it happened while many Christian conservatives were asleep. It happened in in little ways. Like for example, when my son was seven years old, he entered into a, a onto a swim team and went into a novice swim meet. And I had been, as a kid, a state champion swimmer twice, so I gave him some Congratulations. tips. Congratulations. Thank you. I gave him a few tips. Well, when it, Rocco, my son Rocco, when he was seven, raced, and he was amazing. He won. Like, there's nobody that was even close. And so when we went to pick up his trophy, there was no trophy there. There were names listed, Rocco Nugent, first place, but then there was no trophy. And we asked what happened, and they said, well... Rocco swam too fast and it wasn't fair to the other children. So while we were asleep back then, if I would have known what I know now back then, we never would have walked out of that YMCA without a trophy because we're seeing this happening more and more. Don't you think, Stephen, that people are standing up? People have been fed up and they're not going to well, take it. Thankfully, anymore. the pendulum swings and in America, the pendulum you know, there have been bad times in America before, you know, in fact, I go into this in the book. This is not the first time Christianity has been under assault. It just seems to be more vicious. I think social media plays into that because like-minded 
I'm going to call them weird people, can connect with each other. They can inflame each other. Also, if somebody's against, you know, it's one thing to go up to somebody on the street and yell in their face. Uh, you know, in fact, they've done studies on this. That, uh, you know, you have a crowded street in like, say, New York City, and people, you know, sometimes bump into people by accident or maybe on purpose. But, you know, you're there person to person, and they say, you know, you know say, excuse me, and you go on. If somebody does that on the highway, people get into road rage, sometimes running people off the road, shooting, etc. And the difference is that in your car, you're anonymous. And it's kind of like that in social media. People who are otherwise nice people get nasty with social media. And some of these radical ideas have fomented or fermented on social media and getting worse and worse and worse. Meanwhile, the Christians uh, who are supposedly Christ-like and gentle like a dove, uh, you know, sometimes we'll just back off like we were talking about before. But we have, the Bible says we have to be as wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And, I, and there are time, a lot of things in the Bible where you have to be as bold as a lion and where you have to stand the ground. I believe that this is spiritual warfare. I don't know exactly do what too. you understand about that. I, I know, unfortunately, I know a little bit too much, especially re recently about spiritual warfare. And you had mentioned when we talked, when we got on and started talking, uh, I'm married to someone who's famous. So my, I think I'm on the radar a little bit more than many people and being a Christian so you have a in a rock and roll back. world, <laughs> pardon me? You have a target on your back. I got a big target on my back and the spiritual warfare is real. I got canceled. I got su suppressed, suspended from Twitter because I posted a silly video about President Trump pretending I was calling him. There's a popular song that's out there. Where, where, are you, where are you at? What are you doing? When are you coming back? Silly. I was lip syncing to it and I got suppressed. Why do you think, Why? Stephen, that exactly they I won't mean, answer that's me? That's minor beyond minor, but you could have gone on Facebook or Twitter and talked about uh, being having 72 genders. I, no one's explained to me how you can have that many genders. I, I don't understand. You know, Are there 72 created, now? Are there 72? I missed. Maybe there's that. only 71. Okay. I, mean, I, uh, I can't, my mind cannot even comprehend that. You know, God said he created people male and female. Yeah. So right there, the Bible is contradicting what these people are saying. Now yeah. I can understand that people are confused. You know, they used to call this a psychiatric disorder, but yeah. now they're not even calling it that. In fact, they're saying that if you say anything about it, that somehow it's hate speech. Yes. I disagree with that. Well, that's but, I was I was apparently inciting violence. I don't and I don't know if you've ever seen any of my social media. I'm I, I post uh, scripture. I post workout videos. I post positive motivational things. I do not incite violence. I, I really don't. But why do you think, Stephen, that they are coming after Christians more than anyone else? And the second question, follow up question is, have you received any backlash from the Christian community about being aligned with president or supportive of President Trump? You know, amazingly, I personally have received almost no backlash. Uh, for some reason, I'm able to fly under the radar, even though I've been doing this for over four decades. Um, my books were very well researched. Uh, nobody came after me on, on making false statements. I always gave disclaimers that I did not think Donald Trump 
um, was perfect and he's not, but no human being is perfect. The leaders in the Bible were not perfect. There's only one man who is perfect and that was Jesus Christ. For some reason, they hold him up to a different standard than everyone else. And, you know, yes, sometimes we raise our eyebrow when he tweeted something, but so what? Look you know, at what got- we have to deal with now, the open borders and the human trafficking. It breaks my heart to see what's going on at the border. And yet Kamala Harris won't go there. I don't know why it's so hard to go to the border. Do you well, have any idea? You know what? There, there, there's this liberal, it's not even liberal or conservative. Listen, at one time I would have considered myself liberal, but the liberals have gone so far left. I don't want anything to, to do with them. And uh, there's, there's sort of a mantra, there's a mindset, there's an agenda, and you buy into one thing and you buy into all of it. You know, there's a lot of people that believe that there's male and female, but they go along with all this other stuff. Nobody stands up and says, this is crazy. Look where it's getting us. Hopefully the pendulum is going to swing the other direction. And, you know, we're not really talking politics, but uh, the Republicans are going to win big in 22. They just will. But you just wonder how much damage can be done in terms of new legislation, uh, court decisions, and all kinds of other things. Now, in one way, the social media giants, because they're private companies, have the right to do what they want. I own a media company, infinitely smaller. There's all kinds of things we won't publish. But we don't tell the people they have to go away, uh, cease existing on the face of the earth. Uh, because we won't write about them in Charisma Magazine or on our websites. Of course not. But what happened is these big companies are really more like the telephone company or the water company. The water company doesn't refuse to give water to your house just because they don't like your politics. The government needs to break up these tech giants. There needs to be competition, and they need to take away these rights that they have uh, that allow them to do these things you know, you either need to be a publisher like I am, uh, I, and I'm using that in a general term, you know, broadcasting and, and online and everything else, or you need to be a public utility. And hopefully there will be an outcry to make that happen. I don't think it's too late. And that's why I'm sounding the alarm. Good. But we certainly have lost a lot of ground and it's been going on for years. It's yes. just accelerated. And it's almost like it's at warp speed. Social change that used to take centuries has been happening in decades. And now it's happening in a matter of a year or two. I mean, think of uh, when I was a child, a man marrying a man would have been unthinkable, even by the most liberal in the population. It just would have. And now by the vote of one unelected justice, uh, Justice Kennedy, it became the law of the land, but it didn't stop there. The next thing was all this transgender stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it goes way beyond even cross-dressers, you know, men dressing like women. You know, we've had that around for years in places like New Orleans and San Francisco and that kind of stuff, or those, or those people using the bathrooms. Now it's on and on and on and on and, and, and teaching children. How can you te- tell a 60 year old boy he can't be sure he's a boy, he might be a girl. Or the worst thing is, uh, you know, there's always been males that have kind of gone in this direction. 
The new thing is girls doing it. Teenage girls that, you know, had some kind of problem used to be, uh, is it called, um, you know, where they uh, gorge themselves and then throw up, is it called bulimia? bulimia? Bulimia. That, that used to be a real problem. Right. Now, the thing is that these teenage girls think they're boys. Yeah. And it, and there was a liberal writer who um, wrote a book about it. It was kind of like time out already. This is becoming a problem. These, these children are marking themselves for life with these hormones and the different things. They're going to change their mind. Yes. There's going to be someday they're going to regret not being able to bear children. And this is a serious problem. The woman's book was banned. Banned. She was criticized on some of these liberal programs. I couldn't believe it. I documented in my book, Guide and Cancel Culture. Um, you know, this is where the cancel culture is turning on their own if they're not woke enough. I mean, a year or two ago, we didn't even know what woke meant. Exactly. We're but coming up with these new new terms every day, and they're, they're slipping this under the rug and it's going on when we're sleeping and we're waking up it's like you wake up and you're in a nightmare but i, I want to tell you too uh as far as cancel culture when i went to the white house and visited the president had dinner with the president and a governor sarah palin was there and kid rock was there and we spent four hours at the white house with the president wow. And it was amazing. And I was excited. Sarah Palin and I were taking selfies in the Oval Office. I mean, it was we were excited. So I posted a few photos on social media. And do you know, Stephen, I got so much hate. I I very rarely get hateful comments. I had so many haters, so many people saying saying horrible things. And I also got a few death threats, like very serious very very serious death threats that well, we have on the island. turn them over to the authorities number we one we did and we did I would say don't read them and turn off the contents know. you know this is uh, they do it to upset you and get you off kilter i mean but you know what it's you it takes green this is it it you know what i i was talking about this with a friend and i said you know everything that's happened to me i've been through tri tribulations like everybody else has and this what has gone on in the past few years and i've looked at what i've watched my husband and he's got haters he never drank and he didn't smoke so you know when he imagine you know his idol jimmy hendrix was you know offering him a joint and he turned it down you know he was in and and then he overdosed listen i'm old right. enough to remember when that happened yeah so it's it's made me especially with the the spiritual warfare that i've been going through recently it has all made me stronger and in a way i have kind of a smile on my face because i'm excited i'm excited about this great spiritual awakening that's happening every day i talk to more and more christians who are putting themselves out there and who are standing up and as you are, you are bold and brave. To when I saw your book, I'm like, I have to interview this guy. Well, thank he's you. a Christian publisher and author, and he talks about God and COVID. And how does he get away with that? Well, I, you know, I'm a journalist by training. I, I got a degree from the University of Florida, Go Gators. And, I went. Uh, I went to the University of Florida uh, School of Journalism and Communication for two years. But yeah. In Gainesville. I did, yes. I ended up Well, I was there long before you were. I don't know. How, well, we, we'll get into that yeah, later. But. Yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> There's some things we don't have to divulge. But anyway, 
uh, you know, so I'm trained as a journalist and I try to be careful and, and I express my opinion, of course, but try to back it up with facts. Sometimes Christians and other conservatives are a little bit loose with the facts. They, they believe conspiracy theories or, uh, you know, talk about things, uh, conspiracy theories as if they're true. Now, as more and more and more comes out, I'll tell you on a personal basis, uh, things that you used to would have assumed was a, a conspiracy theory. I, I think, you know, I hope this isn't true, but it might be. Yeah. Um, and there are some people who just write off anything that they don't agree with as a conspiracy theory. That's not necessarily true. We have got to sharpen up. We've got to sharpen up spiritually. You know, greater is he that's within us than he that's within the world. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not, it's not people we're wrestling with. It's principalities and yes. powers that it's are blinding so people's eyes, even blinding the eyes of a lot of Christians. And, you know, the Bible also says, and I actually end the book, God and Cancel Culture, this way, that as believers, we have to believe God's word is true. And God says, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so, um, you know, the Bible did not say that life was going to be easy peasy. Right. And in fact, if anything, if you read the book of Revelation, things are going to get pretty, pretty bad. And you have to wonder if all this stuff is happening, all the chaos in the world is not setting it up so that a man of peace looks very attractive and everybody wants to follow it. The Bible calls that person the Antichrist. And whether the person calls himself that or not doesn't matter. You know, ultimately, there is going to be a one world government. We believe that. Now, I personally hope that it's more than 100 years from now, so I don't have to experience that. And there have been all kinds of people called the Antichrist, including Mussolini most recently, and probably a few other people. Um, you know, Christians have been trying to figure this out. Even the Apostle Paul talked about how Jesus returned was imminent. And of course, that was a long time ago. So there's so many things we don't understand. In fact, a lot of Christians say, ah, you know, we don't understand and we won't worry about it. There is something happening and it's building. It's almost like a crescendo. And we need to have, we, we need to have our eyes open. We need to have our yes. hearts open. We need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our own strength. And listen, I'm preaching to myself as well as everybody else. Um, I know I have to rely on the Holy Spirit in, in new ways because you're right. All of us, every believer from famous people like you and your husband down to the, you know, to the person who sits in the corner at church and has a very low paying job. Every one of us, the devil wants to take all of us out, whether it's a big scandal or something like that, or just getting us to do nothing and to, and, yes. and, and to be passive. The, the devil took that person out. They're not making any dent in the kingdom of darkness if they're like that. And it's time for us to wake up, realize we have a responsibility in the same way that Americans did when uh, Pearl Harbor happened, you know, America did not want a war. I've heard the statistics. I don't remember them exactly. But before December 7th, there was a high percentage. Boy, when Pearl Harbor happened, the, re the people were down at the recruiting offices. The next day, they realized that we had to stand up to this horrible evil that we thought we could avoid by just kind of staying out of the way of Japan and Germany. That... And we're in kind of that moment now. It, it isn't necessarily with a shooting war like it was in World War II. I watched a documentary the other night about how America 
how ill-equipped it was to fight that war and how it's amazing, almost miracles happened to where we could rebuild our fleet because our smallest fleet was mostly in Pearl Harbor and most of those ships were sunk. We had to start from scratch. There were a lot of other examples. It was a secular, uh, it seemed to be very credible kind of uh, documentary, but it reminded me of this. And now we're in a similar yes. moment. And I'm trying to do my part through our websites and the different media we have. And now this book to try to get people to wake up to, and to try to stand up to the cancel culture. We can all do something to stand up to the cancel culture. And I actually have some suggestions in the book, God and Cancel Culture, of what people can do. Awesome. Well, you know, in the Bible, Matthew 5.15, we're reminded that nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a lampstand. You light a lamp and put it on the, the table so that everybody can see. But for years, we, many of us, and I think women more so than men, I shied away from the limelight, so to speak. I would see what my husband was going through and I was, you know, I was fine in the background, so to speak. But now that can't be true. We have to put on the full armor of God. We have to take a stand because we can't let one thing slip by us. We've got to be aware of what's going on in local politics, school board elections, is the same as the national the politics that are going on because we cannot give them another inch. I agree with you 100%. And I want to just say how much I admire what you're doing. And I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my book. I hope you'll let me put a little plug in. The book's not out until September 7th. That's the day after Labor Day. That's how I remember it. But it is available on uh, amazon.com in order to pre-order you know they they don't charge your credit card until the book comes out and then they send it on the release day it's a, a, a way to be sure to uh, get it it also helps us to kind of build momentum which helps with going into the secular media uh, you mentioned several of the media that i've been on actually a couple of times they wanted an evangelical who had bashed donald trump well they didn't do their research because they picked <laughs> the wrong person and i defended them and I just went for it. I just shared the gospel. Uh, you know, they were talking about how evil he was and didn't evangelicals oppose this and that. And I said, of course we oppose that, but no one's perfect and you have to be forgiven. And Christ has to forgive your sins. And, you know, we were on live television. So what could they do? And I'm, I'm hoping that there will be similar doors. You know, this is not about me and it's not just about selling books. As a publisher, I sell lots of books. I have a passion for this. That's why I took the time out to write it while we'll be, you know, I'll be doing a tour, you know, all the things you would expect because I want people to wake up. I think it's very, very important. Yeah. And what I'll do, if you like, I'll send you, uh, you know, the book is done. It's just not uh, uh, printed yet, of course. And I'll send you an early copy of the book if you want I to would, read it. I would love that because I, I'm all about, preaching health and fitness. I've been a fitness instructor for 40 years. And I know that we can't continue to do God's good work, Stephen, if we're not healthy. And I've learned, I, I got sick and almost died from toxic mold poisoning in my home that was once on MTV Cribs. And I learned the hard way of how to get and stay healthy. So the only reason I'm, I'm sad that I'm suppressed on Twitter is because I can't share that message. I get so many well, people. Hopefully they'll put you back on. Didn't they just punish you for a few weeks? Oh no, it's it's been it's been about a month. 
well, there's ways to push to get back on. Yeah. What you did, you know, wasn't as bad as a lot of other stuff. But you know what? There's other social media. We've got to find our own platforms. Yeah. We've got to we need that, yeah. alternative media. And thank God you're preaching that message about fitness. You know, you're about 10 times fitter than I am. But I was in the gym this morning and good for you. And I watch what I eat and, and we publish books on that. I'm a big believer in that. And it's wonderful that that you're getting out that message. Not only that, but a lot of other messages. You know, we're we're mind, body, and spirit. Yes. And a that's lot of what Christians I don't understand that or believe it. Uh, they'll either be all mind, all spirit. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's almost a joke how fat Christians are, but we've got to be disciplined in our yeah. lives and it gives us more energy. We feel better. We're able yes. to handle so we can, stress. Everything we can else. continue to do God's good work. I'm Amen. actually writing, I'm writing a book about that now. So I'll have to talk to you about that. Okay. But Stephen, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. I don't want to take any more of your precious time. I appreciate you being here. God bless you. Is there any last thing that you'd like to say to our followers here? Well, you need to share this uh, video. You need to tune in every day. Uh, Shemaine is doing a great job. Um, I hope that you'll take time to pre-order the book. I think that you'll be blessed by it. Uh, you can also go to my own website, which is called stevestrangbooks.com and get my other books that she mentioned. I autograph every one of them. My name is Steve Strang. There's no, there's an E on the end of Steve, but not on the end of Strang. And, uh, I just think that you would find them a blessing. And listen, we need to stick together. We need to yes. help each other. Yes. And, and other people that are out there doing it, what you're doing, you know, I want to partner with you. I definitely want to talk to you about that book after Good. we're finished. And, uh, but even the people that are watching and listening, and I'm going to put this on my own Strang Report podcast later on, because I think it's important. And I so appreciate the opportunity to be on your program and to share these few thoughts with your viewers. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Stephen. And I appreciate it. Till next time, I always tell my followers, have faith, be something, do something healthy for yourself today. Because if we put off tomorrow what we can do today, you know how that goes. So thank you so much for joining me. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for staying tuned to the end. I want to tell you how you can get a copy of my book, Guide in Cancer Culture. It's out September 7th. You can order it either on my website, stevestrangbooks.com, where I'll personally autograph it for you, or you can wait and get it on amazon.com on the release date, September 7th. We'll send out the books uh, whenever they get here from the printer, which is three or four weeks before that. So take your pick, but order the book and Share this with other people on social media. Let's get out the word. Thank you for listening to The Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. Thank you for staying tuned this long. I hope you enjoyed that. Shemaine uh, is a very interesting person. She and her husband, Ted Nugent, are strong advocates for freedom and liberty and also Christian values, and I so respect what they do. As I said earlier, you can pre-order my new book on my own website, stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang, and books with an S. 
or you can order it on Amazon.com. A lot of people like to do that. And uh, they will send it out on September 7th, the release date. They actually don't charge your credit card until then. So that's an easy way to do it, or you can go to my own website. But whatever you do, pre-order the book. I think it's very important, a very important subject. It's much more than me trying to sell one more book. I sell lots of books as the publisher of and owner of Charisma House. But I believe that this is the most important book I've written, and I hope you buy it and that you read it. God bless you.